I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. there and welcome again to the Explaining History podcast and today we're going to look at part two of the uh, continuance of Italian fascism uh, after the Second World War and how um, the conditions of uh, not just pre-war but pre-fascism Italy tended to uh, replicate themselves the um, social divisions in Italy between north and south and tended to offer fertile ground for the uh, tiny fringe fascist parties which managed to to cling on. Now of course um, fascism would never again in Italy have the the power that it once did but it managed to have a powerful distorting effect on uh, Italian politics ever since and you can see this all the way through to the the Berlusconi years and of course to the overtly fascist uh, Matteo Salvini uh, in uh, Italy uh, at the moment. Um, but last time we were talking about the development of the Italian social movement. And now if you um, haven't listened to the previous podcast, it's one I did uh, several weeks ago, so you can you can go and check that out. And we're looking at um, Roger Eatwells' uh, Fascism and History, which is a, a book I've referred to several times in, in the last a uh, couple of years. Um, so now we look at the period 1947 to 48, uh, um, the, the, the development of the, uh, the social movement, uh, which won 2% of the vote in the 1948 elections. Um, and this was mainly because uh, they targeted the strongholds of uh, other fascist parties um, close to Rome and in the Italian South. Anti-fascist activity had always been congregated around around the north because that's where the Salo Republic, uh, Mussolini's uh, social republic, um, had been uh, in the last two years uh, of the war. And so that's obviously where anti-fascist partisan fighting had happened. And that's where uh, a great deal of um, post-war bloodletting, the anti-fascists um, taking their time to kill off as many fascists as possible, um, had, had happened. Um, so there was um, no sign really of of mass support for uh, the Italian social movement uh, in uh, 1948, but it did gain six seats in the the Italian Chamber of Deputies, 
And so it established an electoral presence there that it would always maintain. So uh, there was an elected fascist party that needed to kind of slightly um, disguise their um, uh, fascist rhetoric um, as parties of the right have tended to do um, and to speak in kind of more more euphemistic language um, when they have been uh, parts of parts of uh, democratic societies. So uh, Roger Eatwell writes, the MSI had been founded at a small meeting in Rome on the 26th of December 1946. The majority of those present came from the old radical wing of fascism and had been supporters of the Salo Republic. The Salo Republic being uh, Mussolini's um, puppet state set up by Hitler uh, after the uh, fascist regime was overthrown uh, in 1943. Um, one of the key figures was Giorgio Pini, a university uh, graduate, a journalist by profession, who had held the post of Undersecretary of the Interior in the Social Republic. Though he tempered support for Mussolini with opposition to the Germans and the growing lawlessness within the state. Another was Giorgio Amarante, significantly younger than Pini, at 32, but sharing Pini's educational background and profession. He worked for a time on the main fascist racist organ, La Difesa della Raza, uh, and supported the Social Republic, having been chief cabinet to the Minister of Popular Culture, chief cabinet to the Minister of Popular Culture, i.e. propaganda, at the end of the war. Almirante had been forced into hiding, but after the 1946 amnesty, he had become active in one of the many small neo-fascist groups which were set up, Bands engaged in daubing walls with slogans or occasionally uh, attacking left-wingers. So that in itself is, is interesting, that um, once the war had ended and the uh, fascist party had been disbanded, after a year there was an amnesty um, for largely practical reasons. There were so many fascists, so many party members that you couldn't arrest them all and you needed most of them to carry out the functions of state. And the first thing that happens is many um, organise themselves into uh, small uh, neo-fascist groups, sometimes just drinking clubs for men remembering the good old days, others uh, taking what little action they felt they could, daubing slogans and beating up uh, left-wing activists. So, the uh, Almirante was described as being um, a very uh, theatrical speaker, perhaps or, uh, slightly uh, similar to D'Annunzio had been at the end of the First World War, um, and became the first leader of the MSI. He had led um, the party into a uh, kind of an open defence of the past, he wanted to uh, maintain that link with uh, the fascist past and not to kind of uh, occlude that or kind of hide that particularly. And he was one of the people that uh, tried to speak to many Italians who believed that the fascist party and therefore the fascist state, which they had openly supported, had done very little wrong. Perhaps it was all the Germans that had, um, had led Mussolini astray. And they um, tried to, um, the MSI tried to 
kind of legitimise the memory of fascist Italy only a couple of years after it had been uh, been destroyed. The um, logo, the symbol for the party, was an Italian tricolor, uh, which was in the shape of a flame above a funeral bier, which was meant to indicate a, a phoenix rising from the ashes of fascist Italy, um, rebirth uh, and, and continuance. Um, it was uh, an anti-communist party, um, anti-communist nationalist party, which um, combined uh, strong opposition uh, to the territorial gains which Yugoslavia made from Italy in the 1947 peace treaty. So the, the kind of the, the, the irredentism of, of fascist Italy. Um, its policies were an extension of the Salo Republic's attempt to create a corporatist state, which meant uh, commitments to worker participation in management and the willingness to consider state ownership where it was in the, the national interest, so the, the coordination of, of, of labour and capital by, uh, by the state. So the party was to some of its policies that there are three solutions, Russia, the United States and the MSI. So it, it was a way of saying we reject communism, we reject the trepidations or predations of kind of uh, American-style capitalism, um, and MSI is uh, the the third way, which is uh, fascist economic, social, cultural, and diplomatic ideas, um, which had proven to be disastrous um, by the end of the war. But once again, there were enough Italians who did not see things quite in, in, in that way. Just as there were plenty of German people who, after the end of the Second World War, didn't automatically have revelations about Nazism. It took uh, decades and decades of uh, patient um, political and educational change in Germany to uh, bring about generations who thoroughly repudiate uh, Nazi ideas. The MSI's programme represented something of a break with the past. For instance, it advocated a directly elected presidency uh, as a means of strengthening the executive uh, and the use of frequent referenda to test public opinion. This had been a kind of a, a fairly standard Nazi uh, ploy. Um, the referenda, of course, were always rigged, and so it was the uh, any, any plebiscite was where the Nazis showing how popular they, they were, or, or not, as the case might be. Part of this was a way to throw um, the authorities off the scent. An openly fascist party would face legal sanctions or, or repression. So offering a few democratic um, veneers was um, a, a, a good strategy. Um, Almirante and the other leaders might generally have uh, believed that there were problems with the classic model of fascism, um, which were in some ways echoed by Mussolini himself after he was overthrown in 1943, who made various pronouncements that uh, perhaps lessons had been learned here and fascism needed to go in slightly different directions. However, the more likely explanation, which is not inconsistent with the previous ideas, is that the MSI included a significant moderate wing, we should never been fully fascist in a radical ideological sense. So what that meant was you had people with broadly anti-communist and nationalist ideas, 
but the, uh, the, the, the deep ideological underpinnings of fascism, the, the belief in the, uh, uh, the supreme leader uh, of um, obedience and national coordination, all that sort of stuff, um, and national rejuvenation through war. Um, there were plenty of people who existed on the edges of a movement like the MSI that thought, well, we, have, we believe in some reactionary things, but not others. The important, perhaps one of the more important members uh, of the MSI was Arturo Michelini, who was uh, a 37-year-old accountant. Now, Michelini had been secretary of the Rome Fascist Party and had fought in the Spanish Civil War, but had not been part of the Salo Republic. Um, another of the members of the uh, moderate wing of the MSI was Augusto de Massanic, um, who was uh, one of the older fascists, who'd also stayed loyal to Mussolini uh, after the king had uh, removed Mussolini from office um, and had held various offices in the Social Republic. And this wing of the party, this was a slightly more uh, moderate wing of the party, believed that the trick would always be to turn the MSRI into a right-wing party, um, but one that kind of fell within the more a- a- acceptable um, range of opinion, the, the one which kind of ticked the, the boxes of uh, the new democratic state um, to uh, offer it uh, more legitimacy. And there was going to be opportunities here in that uh, America was looking to establish NATO, which was established in 1949, uh, and to look at a right-wing shift in uh, participatory countries. So it, um, America, looking to create an anti-communist cordon, was quite keen for anti-communist governments to appear in uh, countries such as Italy and France. At that time, uh, the American State Department had significant worries that there were large communist parties in both countries, and after a wave of communist takeovers in Eastern Europe, perhaps there were countries in Western Europe that might follow suit. One of the key ideas behind fascism is this idea of endless radicalism, endless radicalization, endless struggle, that fascism uh, is defined by what it fights against. And the MSI was suggesting something slightly different at, at this point. It was um, the, the, the likes of Michelini were suggesting that there should be alliances with other right-wing parties in a kind of an anti-communist front, um, and that the constant move towards radicalization. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Which only ever seems to end as far as fascism is concerned in, uh, in war. That needed to be, to be avoided. The, the, the party had moved on the right spectrum quite far enough. Um, Roger Eatwell writes... During 1949-50, friction between these two wings grew, the radical and the more moderate. One major argument was about whether Italy should join NATO, which had just been formed on the initiative of, the t- of two recent enemies, Britain and the United States. Amaranti and the radicals were opposed, stressing the need for a European third force, a policy which was linked to cooperation with other European neo-fascist parties, though little came of this. The moderate wing, on the other hand, was willing to accept NATO as part of the defence against communism, a course which was carried by uh, the party congress. The upshot of these wrangles was that Almirante was replaced as leader by Demosanic in um, 1950. So then, predictably, alliances with other parties on the right did emerge. Um, Very shortly after, there was an electoral alliance with the Monarchist Party, um, which was a source of friction within the MSI, because, of course, it was the monarchists that had betrayed Mussolini in the eyes of fascists in 1943. In the 1953 general election, um, the agreement worked well, and the MSI won 5.9% of the national votes, which gave it, gave it 29 seats in the lower chamber uh, and 18 seats in the Senate, um, which was uh, elected on a slightly different franchise. The party's vote had regional biases, with the best results coming from uh, Sicily and Lazio, so poorer parts of Italy, where it polled over 11%. Um, The uh, party was strong amongst small businessmen and sections of the young, so once again, uh, as had been um, there in the the pre-war era, um, the appeal of fascism to the small businessman that feels particularly vulnerable to the, the vagaries of both global capitalism and communism itself, uh, terrified that the small amount of property that they own could be swallowed up by um, a, a communist state or could be swept away by um, recessions caused by factors way beyond their control. Clinging to a nativist um, xenophobic, suspicious, um, and reactionary um, set of values, which seemed to protect their class interests, was the the, the kind of the upshot here. Most people were um, motivated. Most of the voters who voted for the MSI were motivated by 
um, the politics of kind of parochialism, of local interest, protesting against local conditions, things that they disliked about local politicians, rather than big pictures of ideology, and also um, local traditions of, of patronage and graft and the sorts of things that tend to go on uh, rather endlessly in rural Italy. Um, the moderate wing of the party thought that the best way to further electoral gains was to come to some kind of deal with the Christian Democrats, uh, the um, dominant party in Italy. There have been uh, local arrangements between um, the parties, sort of uh, um, backroom kind of unspoken deals, but the official Christian Democrat line remained hosp uh, hostile to the MSI. De Gasperi, uh, the leader of the Christian Democrat Party, um, believed that it was wrong to give the MSI any form of legitimacy, knowing full well uh, what their, who their antecedents were. There were others in the Christian Democrats and the Vatican who were more sympathetic if such an alliance could be kept uh, out of the left. So what that meant was that you had um, right-leaning members of the Christian Democrats and particularly the Catholic Church, that wanted to have a stronger coalition against communism, against democratic socialism, against the left in general, in Italy, as could possibly be managed. Um, in 1954, uh, Dumasanich was replaced by Michelini, um, and he, uh, Michelini was committed to trying to find a broad-right coalition, um, parts of the uh, Christian Democrat Party uh, were encouraged by this, and in 1957, the government even began to authorise the uh, relocation of Mussolini's remains to a family plot uh, and granted a, a, a pension to Mussolini's widow. Um, the significance of placing Mussolini's uh, remains uh, in a family plot meant that a, a shrine to the Duce, essentially, could, could be established. Um, there had been no formal agreement um, to emerge on what would happen in the 1957, 1958, beg your pardon, uh, general election, um, which uh, was going to be uh, one that the MSI would have to fight alone. Um, because at this point, the alliance with the monarchists had fallen apart, um, and in 1958, there is a, a kind of a, a slight decline in the electoral, uh, the electoral fortunes of the MSI. Um, the, the election proved to be a setback for Michelini, and it, sh it seemed to show that whenever the MSI tried to make deals with the Christian Democrats, um, it, the Christian Democrats might often some, offer some scraps from the table, but the MSI doesn't really get anything. So it was a setback for his strategy. But the Christian Democrats kept open the possibility that there might be some kind of deal between the two parties. Um, the Christian Democrats had their own problems. They were finding it increasingly difficult to forge a kind of a stable centre-right parliamentary coalition. And they found it even more difficult without the MSI involved. Um, the result was that um, some politicians began talking for uh, talking about a need. Politicians in the Christian Democrats, that is, 
began talking uh, about a need for a kind of a general understanding with the socialists, with the left, um, which was strongly opposed by groups within the Vatican and within the uh, American administration. Now, here we get to a really, really pivotal moment in Italian politics, and it gets played out in the 1970s with the kidnapping and the murder of the uh, Italian Prime Minister Aldo Moro, but we'll talk about that way in the future. Um, the uh, possible tilt towards the left, because of the difficult position the Christian Democrats are in, they are, um, as the party of government, unable um, to make any kind of formal arrangement with people who are the, the direct descendants of, of Italian fascists. And yet, without the MSI, they were unable to create a centre-right political bloc. So considering some sort of understanding with the left becomes their, their only option. Um, in 1960, Roger Reitwell writes, the situation led to a major political crisis. The president appointed a new government under Ferdinando Tambroni a member of the, Democrat, of the Christian Democrats. And the appointment was ratified in the Chamber of Deputies by a majority of just seven votes. The MSI had voted for Tambroni, so its support was crucial to his confirmation. Several ministers stated that they would resign rather than serve in a government which relied on fascist support. Tambroni therefore reconstructed his government with more compliant ministers. The new administration was provocation enough, but shortly afterwards... The government authorised the MSI to hold its National Congress in Genoa. Genoa had been the centre of Renaissance activity, and allowing the conference to take place there was clearly advised, given that wartime memories remained strong. Many locals had been deported to work in Germany and others killed, events which led to the local prefect being convicted of war crimes. An anti-fascist front, led by the communists, took to the streets in protest, the Tambroni government had already condoned considerable police force in dealing with a wave of industrial unrest. The same muscle was now turned on the anti-fascist protesters. The result was a near revolt in the city. Quickly, serious troubles spread to other parts of Italy. The ensuing riots left several people dead, and there was fighting in the Chamber of Deputies itself. Michelini's strategy had failed, though he survived as leader until 1969. The MSI struggled on an anti-electoral grouping, occasionally gaining a new recruit. The most colourful was Ernesto Last Shot Brivio, who, had, uh, who at the very end of the war had attacked left-wing workers. He was captured and tortured, but released in 1947 and went to make his fortune in South America. Returning to Italy, he spent a considerable sum on gaining election to Rome's city council in 1962 and became chairman of Rome's Lazio football club. But the MSI in general was signally failing to progress, and Brivio's hour in the limelight was short-lived, for it was not long before he disappeared again in mysterious circumstances. Now, we will come to the story of Brivio later on, but I think there are a couple of, of really fascinating points there. So within um, just over a decade, uh, the likes of Michelini had, despite his failings, had managed to place the MSI this fringe neo-fascist organisation um, at the heart of decision-making in government. And the reaction uh, of the Italian people, in, for example, if you take the example of Genoa, 
is revealing that the the memories of the war that uh, the second world war was also uh, a becomes a civil war for italy um, and one where italy is also occupied that these brutal memories of the second world war um, are long uh, are not easily expunged the the reaction to uh, the MSI's congress in or conference in Genoa, compared to the electoral popularity of the the MSI in places like Sicily, is um, is interesting in itself. You have people coming out of the streets to fight against uh, the legacy of uh, the the, uh, the the bloody nature of fascist rule in Genoa, and yet when people vote for the fascists in um, Sicily. It's not really because they're voting for fascist ideas. It was really um, generally kind of local protest votes which are harnessed by this kind of opportunistic ideology. Anyway, um, there, therein is, are some of the reasons why um, the democratic structures of Italy continue to be, throughout the entire post-war era and to this day, uh, compromised and corrupted by fascism. So we'll catch you on the next Explaining History podcast. I do hope you found this useful. Uh, you can seek out our Patreon page. You're always looking for new patrons to uh, help us to fund the podcast and keep out really good quality information coming to you. Thanks very much. All the best. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.